Northfield City Administrator Ben Martig. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. Thank you so much for coming in today. You bet. You had a city council work session last uh, night. Uh, the meeting last week was, I guess, delayed or put off or canceled altogether because of the uh, caucuses. So tonight you have the regularly scheduled work session. Uh, let's uh, just kind of go down the list here and talk about some of the things that were discussed last night. First of all, you got a presentation from uh, new uh, NAFERS Fire Chief Tom Nelson. Tell us about that. Yeah, Tom Nelson came in. He's our new uh, interim fire chief for the NAFERS Joint Powers uh, Organization. Longtime uh, fire chief Gary Franek, I think as people know, retired on January 18th. And um, Tom Nelson is uh, also no stranger to the department. Uh, he's been a paid on-call firefighter for 33 years. Uh, he actually lived at the fire hall for his first three years, so he knows the mm-hmm. uh, building and, and organization there uh, very well. He's been assistant chief for the past 20 years. So um, Tom uh, came in and kind of gave an initial kind of introduction of himself to the city council, um, as obviously Northfield's a, a major partner in, in this uh, entity. And as part of the transitioning that went underway, NAFERS did a uh, organization review uh, project uh, where they did a study taking a look at kind of the operations. It was partly a succession plan with the new chief on how do we fill the uh, new chief role, um, what maybe are some issues that uh, are areas to focus on for the board governance side of things, as well as operations pretty large report uh, that Tom kind of started to go through and and talk about related to transitioning in with the organization. So he's going to be in that role for uh, up to 12 months starting in January 18th. And uh, so he talked about some of those organizational changes that he's already kicking off uh, within within NAFERS. Have, uh, do you have, uh, have you started looking for another chief yet or at what point do you do that? Yeah, that's part of the uh, study. Um, mm-hmm. One of the areas that's been in particular uh, debate and discussion at, amongst the board, this is the third study since I've been here in 2016 that's looked at various aspects of the chief position specifically. And uh, a little bit of the focus uh, areas of, of discussion and debate, I guess, are around, do we need a full-time chief? Uh, if we got into that kind of point in our organization that we need somebody really there that uh, uh, to take on that role. I mean, even Tom himself, he's the director of broadcast, broadcast and engineering and facilities at NPR Radio. Uh, so he's got a big day job on top of being the interim chief and taking on all those duties. So that's part of the discussion. So part of it is what are the duties creating a job description? So we've got a draft of that. So they have committees working on that. That's part of Tom's role to help facilitate through that process to determine that. Uh, the board's going to be having a strategic planning retreat here coming up to prioritize. But uh, filling it permanently is definitely on the list and was part of the study. All right. City Administrator Ben Martiga joining us once again. Uh, is Northfield getting a, spash, a splash pad? Do we have a splash pad? That's d- more difficult than you would think to say. <laughs> a splash pad project yeah. uh, going on that was talked about last night. I'm presuming that's something uh, by the uh, pool. It's going to be happening involving water fun. <laughs> it could be by a pool. It <laughs> might not be. And, okay. um, you know, with my kids being older now, this has really been a growing phenomenon at communities. And we had two community volunteers that have been working on this since 2018. So hmm. um, they came in and talked a little bit. Uh, uh, Andrea and Adam uh, uh, came in and gave a talk about that. Zero depth water park basically is what it is. So there's no, you know, there's not like like a pool. It's not a big, large pool of body of water, but it engages people of all uh, all ages and abilities. That's really one of the primary um, interests in that. 
it has a bunch of different features. So that, like think of some of these zero depth pools that have like where you maybe are in a few feet of water. These actually maybe just have just barely any. So it's like having large spray structures. Uh, it, you know, it, it uh, is really something that's growing in municipal parks. So what they're looking at for this one. Uh, so think of like cement and it's kind of wet and then you might even have little things like little rivers that kids can play in and things like that but they did it they initially were looking at the pool there's a few primary things they talked about being important for a splash pad one shade two bathrooms you have to have bathroom facilities and then having some parking availability because it draws well beyond a neighborhood so this is definitely a destination type park so if we can find a location that fits those and they thought the pool would be a nice complement interesting though the systems itself to do the treatment um does not would not integrate directly in with like the existing pool systems and mechanical systems it would really be something unique and standalone uh, certainly that site is one that logically makes sense but there could be other ones but uh when they looked at our community they're working kind of like preliminarily with a consultant they're looking at about three thousand square feet some communities um haven't reused the water and they thought that was important um uh, for Northfield to recommend that we would have a system that would have a recycling of the water, which would put a requirement of the bathroom in place as well as um, you're going to have to be treating the water as well. But, you know, in this day and age, water is still a scarce resource that we have. I think we're we're benefiting in Minnesota by the plentiful water supply we have, but we know that's uh, an ongoing challenge I think that we'll have. But um, they're, they're looking at the project cost uh, could be somewhere between half a million maybe up to 1.5 million dollars um the preliminary estimates about a half a million they have a uh, group of um, northfield splash pad friends who have wanted to kind of start to bring more community awareness to this as they've kind of got some concepts they realize their details to work out but they really kind of wanted to start to do some fundraising with it knowing that the city's going to be kicking off a large um, overall park review to get prioritization and review and feedback from the community but I think the council was uh, was excited and welcomed their energy and ideas with this and um, gave them a green light on starting some fundraising with that. And uh, at the same time, knowing we're going to have a lot more review of uh, this idea and others relate, uh, related to our parks process that will be coming back to the council in uh, March. You had something come back to the council last night. It was TIF financing for the uh, Craywood uh uh, apartments, uh, that development there. Uh, we haven't heard from anyone on that in a couple of months, a few months. It's been, I guess, out of the news, but back in and now. Uh, tell us about the uh, presentation that uh, you received last night and uh, what, what's going on with the tax inc- increment financing. Yeah, this is very specific to the over, that overall uh, Craywood development. This is the specific apartment building part of the project. So okay. this financial assistance they're looking for only relates to that part of the project. It wouldn't include the townhome part, wouldn't include the uh, single-family homes that are being proposed. And it's really kind of focused on re- requesting some financial assistance for that 106-unit apartment complex. It'd have 40, uh, 41 two-bedroom units, 41 bedroom units, and 25 studio units. The eligibility for having this incentive comes from the state of Minnesota that would mandate a minimum uh, affordability requirement of 40% of the units having to be at 60% of the average median income for our area, for mm-hmm. Northfield. And um, so basically, different from private market, going out, this would guarantee for the life of the financial assistance that there'd have be that affordability and it would you know change over time. Um, the project is, uh, people might know, construction costs are continuing to go up. So as they, they've done the work, uh, they're now looking at a um, 
$20 million investment just on this uh, apartment portion of the project itself. And they're, re they're requesting the full 26-year maximum to receive this affordability uh, assistance for that. Uh, over that life of that, it would be a maximum of $2.4 million. So um, basically what it would do is it would capture the new tax value of this apartment building, help pay some of the development costs for that. And as part of that, the city gets guarantee of, of these units being affordable over time. It's verified annually. And then additionally, um, there might be other criteria that are in there. So they're proposing underground parking. It's not part of our code requirement. It's got aesthetic, you know, visual, uh, material, brick combination that wouldn't be normally required. They got a playground um, built into it that uh, isn't normally part of uh, our requirements for that. And, um, and uh, so, it, oh, and the new sustainable design standards that we have. So it will meet uh, certification of new sustainable building design standards that we wouldn't typically have on a project like this. Those do add costs and guarantee it over time. There is zero risk to the city related to the tax increment financing assistance. So if something were to happen and they didn't pay their taxes and it became financially unstable, they basically are kind of getting a rebate check. It's kind of money in, money out. So mm -hmm. the city would have no financial risk as part of it. Um, but it is an investment, and uh, the council would have to determine that if not for the assistance, this project wouldn't, wouldn't go forward. We hire a consultant to do the analysis. They dig apart their financials. They look at comparable costs in other communities. They look at a reasonable return on investment or not related to the investors. And they've really peeled this apart in detail and determined that the, you know the project's viable, but it's, it's tight. It's extremely tight. And with these costs going up too, they're actually showing a loss annually uh, for, uh, for a number of years, but they're looking at the long term that they'd have an asset to eventually sell over the long term is, is what they're banking on, I guess. And so there is, there is still a substantial risk of the investor with this, but I think with our analysis, it certainly meets that but for test that the council would be considering as, as part of the, as part of this project uh, next week. No, I understand. <clears throat> Was it a representative of the uh, developer or uh, that uh, said, hey, we, we, we need the okay on this now or the costs are going to go up and we won't be able to do it at all? It's been a, this is a complicated project, I guess, by all the moving parts on this. And they did some voluntary work early on to engage with the community that went well beyond our normal processes. So it's been a long process. It's been a very thorough one. There's been a lot of due diligence with it. Um, but they, and there are a series of approvals. So we still have two other actions besides consideration of this TIF last, left on the overall project. We have a final plat approval and then tied to the final plat, the requirements of like building the infrastructure and, and all of that with it. But um, so that that's planning on coming in March. So the, yeah, there there was some discussion about you know could those have been packaged together um, potentially. Um, there there are two distinct things, and the developer did indicate that they're continuing to have concerns, um, you know, with the cost going up of construction and materials, and they want to get the building plans going too because to get construction documents take quite a while, and they want to really get going with this project this year still. So, okay. time is of the essence. It is coming back next week for the city council for another consideration. Uh, on this long project we've been talking about. Okay, let's move on to the EDA. They gave uh, their uh, annual update yesterday. Tell us about that. Yeah, Nate uh, Carlson was in. He's our economic development coordinator for the city. And our economic development authority under state law, is, is the, the city council has authorized, is really our lead entity to do economic development for our community. And um, 
our our local EDA is very active. They have a loan program that they use. They, we, our staff, Nate, was a staff person assisting on the tax increment financing with this housing project. So workforce housing is important things that they work on too through the staffing that we have um, we have uh, micro grant programs to help downtown facades um, and then we also seek outside funding support for you know state programs federal programs that we might be able to bring in dollars to help our local business community so um, we do have uh, we did make some changes this last year Nate talked about that our Northfield Enterprise Center we made some changes with some staff um, um, changes that we had we're now working with the Metropolitan Consortium of Community Developers. Um, so out of kind of Dakota County, we get a whole bunch of more resources related to coaching, uh, multilingual, uh, different languages, um, and uh, meeting some of our socioeconomic goals of diversity and trying to get uh, businesses going. So he talked about our annual operating expenses, total budgets, about a little over $300,000 that they have to operate that. And we're also, with the council's approval, we, we've been out uh, looking for a new assistant to help us with the economic development efforts that closed recently. So we'll be reviewing applicants with that, but continuing to work on commercial industrial tax base, base growth. The council's really been pushing that issue. So the council expressed some interest to not only have the EDA work on some of those strategies, but maybe the council coming up on that, um, continuing to help with the riverfront enhancement program, we still need to re-circle uh, back to on our pandemic recovery efforts under the federal ARPA funds. Uh, we have a committee structure set up, but we haven't actually met on that. And we've used some funds for some city needs, um, but we're looking also at how we can help uh, the community respond to with the uh, recovery out of the pandemic. So a lot on the plate of the EDA and uh, m more than one person. So we're looking to help somebody else come in to move things forward all right well we wish you the best with that hopefully <laughs> we'll find a good qualified person <clears throat> yeah, uh ben we're out of time thank you so much for joining us all certainly right. appreciate it and we will talk to you once again next week sounds great thanks mm -hmm. jeff northfield city administrator ben martig you're listening to 95.1 fm and am 1080 streaming online kymnradio.net local news coming up in two minutes with rich m is next